and the head coach of the Bates Swim and Dive team, Peter Casares, in studio for the first 30 minutes with us here today. And Coach Casares, team with a train trip over um, the latter half of the month of December. I know it's always something that the athletes look forward to down there in Florida. How'd the trip go this year? Yeah, well, um, it went really well. I was really proud of the work they did during exam week because they have those five, six days of exams before we all take off for Florida. And they came in and they worked hard and, and stayed consistent in their effort and um, and showing up. We got down to Florida and, you know, there's two types of Florida you can have. You can have the Florida where you're just surviving and you can have the Florida where you're thriving. And they thrived this year. I mean, they handled the work. Uh, they stepped up. They swam fast. Uh, they recovered. They worked really hard. A lot of the kids reached uh, – reached their limit, couldn't go anymore, you know, reached that, that level of, like, exhaustion, um, but then battled back the second half of the trip and started swimming fast again. And I think when you when you have those moments um, where you didn't just, you know, completely die on the trip and hold on for dear life, but you actually came back and swam fast at the end of it, uh, you feel really good about the aerobic base you created and the the physiological changes that occurred, and that gives you a lot of confidence going into the second half that you're done getting in shape and now it's time to work on speed so that's what happened in florida this year um we also really enjoyed some time together away from classes and and the weather was awesome and uh they played on the beach they went on class dinners they um we had a minute to win it competition we had some team dinners we just did a lot of fun stuff together as a group and, and really laughed and enjoyed each other so obviously a mix of the hard work and the fun the hard work part Give us an idea of a typical day down in Florida training-wise for these for these swimmers. Yeah, so the alarm will go off at, you know, 7 a.m. Um, for most. Um, we'll, we're, in the, we're in the vans on the way to the pool by 7.30, so they scarf down some food, hit the pool at 7.30. Um, dynamic warm-up until about 8 o'clock. They hop in the water at 8, um, two-hour workout, and then we do 40 minutes of dry land afterwards, usually hitting three stations of abs, upper body, and lower body. Um, luckily I've got three great coaches down there with me, Vanessa Williamson and Bill Wallace and myself. So we each take a station and take about 20 kids and then we rotate them through, um, for 10 to 12 minutes at each station and they get some extra work in that really just helps them maintain the strength that they created in the first semester because they all worked really hard with coach Seltzer in the weight room. So we don't want to lose that. And so that's the morning, like really a strong three hours of work there. Um, then they come home. Uh, probably eat as much as they possibly can um, and then crash for a half an hour before they want to get out on the beach and hang out with each other and have some fun in the water and and enjoy each other. Then they usually come in around 2 o'clock, take a nap maybe, hang out with each other, chill in the shade for a little bit, and then we leave at 3.30 to go back to the pool for a 4-6 to practice. And that 4-6 to practice is um, one that we take – kind of a speed component to so they we try to do some faster stuff in the afternoons and some longer more aerobic stuff in the morning so they know something um is going to be expected of them each afternoon so that's kind of lingering in the back of their mind throughout the day but you know we're in florida we're together take advantage of the fun and the great weather and then get back at night and go to one more two-hour practice before they come home make themselves dinner and, and do it all over again so um event specific either of those times or swimming yeah we we we've got a really good setup right now where um coach vanessa will take the strength swimmers i'll take the endurance swimmers and we'll do stuff that um really kind of hits on the focus for that group of athletes 
Um, and so in the morning, a lot of it is freestyle and, and swimming and um, kicking and pulling and some of the general stuff that really will help you aerobically and put your threshold, um, your aerobic threshold at, a, at, at its limit. So you're trying to get the heart rate up to about 160 beats and hold it there for 45 minutes. And what, what oh. can you do to, to keep them in that You in and that I area? be dead. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And then, <laughs> and then at night, what we're doing is we're, we're breaking them up into their specialty groups. You know, what stroke do you want to work on? Can we mix that with freestyle? Are you an IM or are you a distance swimmer? And then, okay, these are, this is you at pace. This is how you want to race. And I know you can't do your whole entire race right now because we're in season and we're working and it's not time to get up and go a lifetime best, but hey, let's do a quarter of your race at speed eight times so that you're mimicking what you want to do at the end of the year. Starting when you're and everything? Or just, yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's off the block. Sometimes it's from a push. But if you're a 200 freestyler that goes two minutes, you want to do 30 seconds per 50. And so we're going to do eight 50s on a minute holding 30 seconds so that you haven't done that full 200 at, at your lifetime best, but you've done a quarter of it eight times. And your body is getting used to the speed that you want to hit at the end of the year. So that's what we look at at night is how do I write sets and how do I mix it up and how do I keep it interesting so that they can do pace work and do speed work um, and they can blast the speed, recover, blast the speed, recover, and, and, and keep replicating meet, meet moments in a practice. So is that like a muscle memory? I mean, is that what you're trying to duplicate with the go fast? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I, I, I think of it that way. Um, I think of it more as like a nervous system thing. Like we get really good at swimming slow. If you're going to swim for two hours every afternoon, you've got uh, you've got to manage that. And when you go to a meet and your race is 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes long, you're doing something completely different. So we can get them in all great shape, but at the end of the year, they're not doing five 100 frees to see who has the best average. They're doing one all out. So I have to wake up the nervous system, not just work the aerobic system. And so that's how we look at the pace work is like, it is a little bit of like muscle movement. We're trying to put some grooves in. So if you're driving on the highway at 55, your entire life, you're creating some grooves in that lane. But when you need to pass somebody, cause there's something coming and you step on the accelerator, your car better be able to jump and sure. avoid the, the Mack truck that just pulled over in front of you or whatever. And so if you don't create an avenue sure. for them to understand how to press that gas pedal and to have some performance come of it, then they get really good at swimming kind of fast. I, I've read a lot about, there was a spell way back when I first started coaching that, you know, they wanted kids to wear weights on their ankles and run the roads and whatever. And then I read, all I did is teach you how to go slow. Yeah. You, know, you maybe need a little bit of that, but you need, if you want to, if you want to be fast, you don't need to run fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to balance both of them. We have a three day swim meet at the end of the year. And actually now it's four because they start Thursday night and it ends Sunday. So if you're going to be swimming 12 times in four days, aerobically, you need to recover from every sure. single race. And that's why we hit the hard, long kind of threshold work. And that, that allows us to recover from race to race, um, to maybe maintain a, a faster speed without it hurting as much, and to make some changes there. But when you go to race, you don't really need aerobic stuff. You need your lactate, you need your, your power and your speed, your ATP and your PC and like all that explosive stuff, all that science that is way over my head that I try to kind of Dr. Seuss and explain to my kids <laughs> and just say, you know, like we need to know how to go fast. And, and so we need to do some of this cause that's what the race day is. So 10, one hundreds on one thirty doesn't help your 50 free, but it helps you do three of them in one day. And that's what they have to get ready to do. And that's why we do that work along with the fast stuff. Now does swimming have 
sports-specific injuries like some of the other sports? Or do you use so many different muscles that that's not? Um, you can get some overuse injuries for sure in your shoulders. Um, sometimes we do a lot of kicking and we have some stuff in hips and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we've been blessed with Coach Seltzer in the weight room, and he's done a great job of kind of helping us strengthen the joints and work on them and get them prepared for what happens when you're exhausted and your muscles are fatigued and they can slip a little bit. Um, most of the shoulder stuff that we have comes from high school and club teams before we get them. And then we just kind of – we kind of – we can't do as much because <laughs> we're at Bates College and the classes are so hard and the season sure. is, is limited by so much that their shoulders are, aren't going to get hurt in my, in my system. But at the same time, if there's something that they're dealing with that's been created before, we have to be aware of that, and we try to put together a program that, that helps them avoid that kind of work. Is Coach Bartley still on staff with divers? Yeah, Coach yep. Bartley is. We've got two male divers on the team mm-hmm. this year, and um, they're looking really great, um, and they're improving, and they had a great training trip also down there with us. Tell uh, us more about Coach Bartley because he's been with the program since um, the early 90s, 91, right? Yeah, so – we always say Coach Bartley has been with us for about 20-plus years, <laughs> um, and he is he is a, the diving guru in the state of Maine. He actually coaches five or six high school teams um, because there's just not enough mm. high school diving or coaches out there, and they all come and they dive together with him, and he keep it, he's keeping the sport alive in this state. Um, and he told me he won't be doing it until he's – I mean, he won't stop until he's six feet under. So he's a, he's a lifer. He loves the sport. He dove competitively. Um, for Ohio University, um, he's uh, he's Ohio native. Um, he was a Division One athlete. Um, he was a national level diver. Um, then he went on to compete um, after college professionally, doing dive shows, and then with Masters Divings, representing the country all over the world. Um, so he dove all the way until he's about forty, and then his knees and some injuries kind of took the best of him, and that's when he really just started coaching. Um, but he's been with us forever. We're our first. Gosh, I think out of our first, like, 18 All-American performances, 15 of them were divers, you know, for the program's history. So he's been a phenomenal diver. The guy knows everything about the sport. Um, he's been going on training trips and meeting with diving coaches, and, and it's just a, um, a wealth of knowledge. So he's staying relevant, keeping his knowledge up to date, and he's got some divers that love hearing the stories and, and are getting better with their board work and fundamentals and then taking it up. Um, with their degree of difficulty with some bigger risks and, and getting those points for the team. And then your other two assistants are Vanessa Williamson, who's a, a local and, and a local legend, b- local legend, base yeah. alum, uh, and Bill Wallace. Tell us a little bit more about maybe Coach Wallace. We've talked about Coach Williamson before, but yep. also a little bit about what she's been doing as associate head coach with you as well. So Yeah, so, um, you know, Coach Vanessa swam at EL, right. set records, um, was one of the best swimmers in the history of the program, still has records. She went to Bates, um, came second in the country in the 200 butterfly, um, still holds our 200 butterfly record on the pool board. Um, and uh, she trained to make Olympic trials out in California, coached high school out in California, swam with Olympic head coach Dave Salo for two years. Um, so she, her swimming background, success, and knowledge based on the people she swam with, the Olympians she trained with, and the coach that she worked under, um, just gave her a, a breadth of knowledge and ideas and a vision for the sport that was really unique at, at a really young age. And she came and helped us out on a couple of training trips as an alum when I first got here mm-hmm. and then moved back to Auburn. And I immediately wanted her involved in the program. And within four years, we were, you know, second in the conference and top 
15 in the country, and she was our associate head coach because I knew where the good stuff was coming from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So Vanessa's been great. Coach Wallace, um, you know, it's almost like a mecca of great swimming coaches in this little Lewiston-Auburn area that I was not expecting, you know, when I came out here because Coach Wallace, um, he spent his first part of his career coaching at Hebron um, Academy when they had a pool. Um, a couple of his athletes were D1 athletes at UNC and so forth and hold state, held state records and went on to great success. Then he went down to Delaware at the St. Andrew schools and was um, teaching chemistry and, and other science classes along with their pool director and, and their swim coach. And he did that for another 15, 20 years. Um, some of his athletes went on to D1 schools. Uh, one of them was Lindsey Payne, who was the fastest Division three athlete in the history of, of Division three swimming. She was seventh in the country at Olympic trials. Mm. And she went to Williams from his program. So he'd been coaching for 20-plus years at the high school level, um, producing tremendous athletes with a great eye for swimming. And he works uh, the Auburn swim camp, and he's worked this swim camp and that swim camp. And he has these great connections all over um, the country um, with his traveling and he ended up back here um, working at Bates. Um, his wife um, works in the Auburn Public Library, um, and they're back in mine at Maine. Um, and he's working kind of part-time, but, my gosh, he gives me a full-time effort. <laughs> um, so he's there every morning, and he travels with us, and he's just another great coach on deck. So we have three coaches on deck with decades of experience under their belt um, and they all see something a little bit different you know coach Wallace is seeing stuff that he that he grew up with in the 70s and 80s and I'm doing the 90s and Vanessa's doing the 2000s and we're all sharing stuff and our kids are real lucky to have uh, that much knowledge among three head about among three coaches you know I tell them we got like three head coaches on deck every day you can talk to anybody and learn something and, and come away with some good stuff. You touched on swim camps. I know the Bates Swimming and Diving Program does a lot of swim camps in the summer. Yeah. T- tell us about those a little bit. Yeah, so in the summer, um, we run four weeks of swim camp. Um, we get about 350 kids to go through that program. Um, and there's, to be honest with you, there's just not a lot of water in the state of Maine, a lot of pools in the state of Maine. Um, so we do really well. We sell out. We have um, a ton of kids that are very interested and. In, um, every year, it's it's a packed house at the pool for, for four weeks. Uh, we're waking up at 6 a.m. We're going to bed at 8 p.m. at night, and or we're heading back to the dorms at 8 p.m. at night. We keep them busy all day long with practices and drills and underwater video critique and lectures and games and relays and, you know, just you name it, we do it. Um, and in about four or five days, these kids learn a lot and get a lot faster, and, and parents are really happy with the positive experience their kids had, but also how much better they are when they leave. And then some of your current athletes help out with those, right? Yeah, we have um, a lot of members of the team that went through the camp, and we have yeah. a lot. We have a lot that um, that are counselors, um, and some of them um, have gone on to be um, assistant coaches in the NESCAC and beyond, and now are on our coaching staff after being um, campers at the camp. So it's pretty cool. Terrific. So the swimming and diving team, your last meet was December seventh against Dartmouth. Uh, that experience. Tell us about it a little bit, because I mean, you don't compete against Ivy League schools very often, if ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Dartmouth walked away with probably a 10 or 11 pool records. I mean, <laughs> they just came in and swam really fast. Um, and they're Division One Ivy League. I mean, you can't get around the type of talent that they attract and that they have on that, on that team. Um, what was really great for us is we saw their best swimmer take off. Um, and it happened, you know. <laughs> There's not much we could do. Um 
But when you looked at what happened between second and fifth, it was a dogfight. Mm. Every every one of our athletes stepped up and raced the kid next to them. Um, and although we didn't get those first place points um, very often, um, we had tremendous races and probably – you know, every event we swam against Dartmouth, we had somebody going their best race of the season. Um, and so when you go up there and you have to step up, um, it's 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 good to see who can do that. It's good to see um, people go, wow, they did it. I can do it. Um, and to be honest with you, our women won the medley relay to open up the game, right. to open up the meet. Um, and the crowd erupted. And all of a sudden they looked at each other like, wait, we can beat these people? And, <laughs> and it was great. And then our male captain, Alex Bedard, you know, looked at me right before uh, his 200 breaststroke and said, "Well, they can't, they can't set another pool record if they don't win the race." <laughs> and, right. and I looked at him and I went, "True." Yeah, that's a good point. Good <laughs> and point. then he went in and won the race. Yeah. And so he finished our men's meet off with a win for the men in the 200 breaststroke against them. And so that was, that was just another moment of us going, "Okay, we can, we have the people here in this program that can do it." Um, and so I thought it was it was really good for us um, to do that and. We were well behind in points, and the team spirit never waned. And I challenged them. I said, listen, whether we're up by 50 points or down by 50 points, we still cheer for each other, and we still feel that vibe on our pool deck because that's what you're going to need at a three-day conference meet. This is practice. we got to practice this. And they, they stepped up and did it to the point where their coach said, we want to swim with you again next year, and we can't believe the type of environment you put on here or the spirit your kids had. And we loved it. We had a great time here. So we're going to go to them next year. Okay. Um, we're excited to, to, to travel to Dartmouth and, and swim them again and keep the tradition going, or maybe start a tradition. Awesome. Outstanding. I'm glad that's going to continue. Yep. Um, this Sunday, you're at Middlebury uh, for your first meet since that Dartmouth meet. Um, pretty good measuring stick, right? The yeah. 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 So we've had a couple of like little litmus tests along the way. We swam Williams down in Florida. And kind of a fun oh, meet. Sure. You know, we made up some events. We had some good stuff. But in the end, we saw our kids racing the Williams team, which has either won or gotten second, you know? Right. So it was good for them to race there in Florida. Then we came back, and I have six kids that came back from being abroad, and I don't know where they were at in terms of racing, right? I could see them train. I could see what kind of shape they were in. But how are they going to do racing? So we did an inter-squad meet on Sunday, which was way more fun than I expected. Um, and the swim team stepped up and and swam really fast in some events but we saw everybody compete on sunday with a little bit of like hey we need to know who's traveling to middlebury there's a little bit of pressure here i know this is an inner squad meet but show me something i need to know what's mm -hmm. happening so that we bring the right group to middlebury and we had to do that because middlebury's good um on paper it says we're going to win but oh. um they are so deep that we're winning races by ha less than half a second mm -hmm. and so those races can go either way and when you drive five and a half hours to Vermont and it's five degrees outside, <laughs> I don't care how great their pool is. They have the advantage being in their home pool waiting for us to arrive. Right. Um, and it confuses me because we get our kids off campus. We put them in a hotel room. We set everything up perfectly. We get there the day before. They wake up, get a good breakfast. They go to a great pool and they swim against great competition. And every year we're like, let's get this going. What's taken us so long? You know, and I, it's hard. It's hard to travel. It's hard to yeah. go to somebody else's pool. Um, and they're sitting there and we've got a big bullseye on our back because they're kind of the underdog and we're going to have to, we're going to have to fight to, to, to come away with victories. Um, and you know, if we do or we don't, as long as we do fight, I think 
we'll we'll have made something good out of the trip. You mentioned on paper, right? Because you see all the times and everything. How much your student athletes are they looking at these times for Middlebury swimmers, or are you telling them ignore those completely? Don't even look at what they do. I think if they're good, they're looking at them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if they want it, they know okay. what's coming. Yeah, and and I would encourage them to go. Ooh, that's what they're best kid goes mm, yeah. um that's what their third best kid goes and who am i matching up against and what do i what do i have to bring this weekend to be competitive because you got to know what you got to bring to the table um it's all great and dandy to go in there and go i want to swim a great race and i can't wait to see um, but there also has to be a little bit of okay this kid's going to go probably he was 159 in in december he's probably going to be 158 I got to be faster than that if I'm going to beat them. Yeah. And just a little bit of that knowledge puts a little more skin in the game and it puts a little more pressure on you and it's a little more relevant to what NESCAX is like. Plus, it allows you to really race and learn. And if win or, win or lose, if you can learn from it, you're always walking away with a win. So um, they, I hope they are. Okay. And yeah. I probably will encourage them to maybe with some, with some knowledge of myself that I have you know, been looking at these times and saying, okay, this is what you're going to have to race, Bedard. This is what you're going to have mm-hmm. to race, you know, um, Madeline and Lucy. And, like, just looking at them and saying, this is what they're going to bring. Are you ready to do that? Yeah. And so hopefully they'll be ready. Do, do some pools swim different than others? In other words, if in track and field, indoor track, I can tell you which tracks are fast. Yeah. You know, it's the makeup of the track. I mean, water's water, but, <laughs> but it really isn't, is it? I mean, is it different? Yeah, I mean, there's two – there's two things that I think of in terms of pools and Middlebury is a fast pool. Um, one is, um, temperature, you know, <laughs> a lot of the fastest pools out there, unfortunately for the swimmers are a little bit on the chilly side. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're sitting between 78 and 80 degrees, um, it's, it's usually a fast pool. Um, if you're up in the 81 to 83 range, it can get, you can get a little overheated in that while you're swimming. And that sounds crazy, but no, when you're working hard and sweating hard, if you know slightly cooler pool is keeping your 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 body regulated a little bit better. Um, second, you look at the pool the way it's built in terms of depth and, and lanes. So their lanes are wide, and their and their water's deep. So the waves that are created by the athletes aren't as um, obstructive to the to the competitors right the lane lines will stop waves but if you're all crashing into a wall at the same time a really good gutter system a really deep pool will take that big huge wave and it will disappear instead of bouncing off the wall and being part of the race again and so there's there's certain pools that are shallow with skinny lanes that aren't super fast there's pools that are bigger with deeper water that 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 create less resistance for you to swim through and then coach uh, we touched on some of the students uh, you had abroad this fall who are now back. I think that includes Yannicka Ho and Monica Sears, right, on the women's side. I kind of always group them together just because their names rhyme. But, I mean, and yeah. they're also all Americans. So tell us <laughs> about the impact of having them back now. Sometimes I would refer to them as Jamonica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's great to have NCAA experienced athletes rejoin the team. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. And so – um, Hannah Johnson went to nationals her freshman year. She rejoined us. Um, Amy Duran um, was another junior that was abroad. She squeaked in top eight as a sophomore um, in her 200 fly last year and went lifetime best in everything. So to have those four women rejoin us because they know how to swim fast at big meets um, and they've done things that shocked other people, um, and that's kind of their makeup. So those that junior class of women 
um, is great at big meets and has experience at big meets. So to get them back, because we brought in 10 freshman women, mm-hmm. you know, and 13 guys. So to get an, a group of juniors that swim great at big meets and have done it, at, you know, in front of their teammates um, is just such a great readdition to the program because now this group of 23 freshmen have six more people to look at in terms of this is how we do it at Bates. And these kids don't even need to say anything. They just need to show them that I get in on time and I work hard here and I stretch at the end. And this is how we do it when we do it at Bates. And and so there's a lot of that going on. On the men's side, Tanner Fuller, who was, um, gosh, he was one of the superstars of NESCACs last year. He just came out of nowhere and started dropping huge amounts of time and um, went off to nationals with us on relays and was a major player. Um, he's back, um, and in our first inter-squad meet, just destroyed some races really quickly and went really fast in the sprints. So it was great to get a sprint body back. And then Jem Bullock, um, who is a worker. I wouldn't say he's um, the most talented person. I don't think he thinks he's the most talented person, but what he is talented at is hard work and dedication and being a great teammate. And that's really special to get back because his freshman year, he scored nothing. And his sophomore year, he scored in everything mm-hmm. that he swam. And that that's that's stuff that people remember. Yeah. Um, and that the team that swam with him last year knows he's about, um, and they get behind him really quickly. So getting those six back has been huge for us. Peter Casares, head coach of the Bates women's and men's swimming and diving teams. Bobcats at Middlebury on Sunday for an 11 a.m. meet. And if you want to see the Bobcats in action, they are home a week from today at 7 o'clock p.m. against rival Bowdoin. So that'll be a lot of fun there. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy one. <laughs> We'd love to have you come and join us there. There you have it. Yep. And that's the only chance you have to see them this semester because they're on the road besides that. But yep. uh, Peter Casares, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List. Really appreciate it. You bet.